0: Welcome back to the V3 Golf Guys podcast. We've got a really exciting show. We're going to do some really good deep dive breakdowns of the golf week and touch on a few other tournaments. But first, I'd like to take a quick moment and talk to you about our friends from Rapsodo. Rapsodo is one of the best mobile launch monitors out on the market today. It is extremely accurate within a couple percentage points of the really expensive launch monitors on the market today. Our friends at Rapsodo right now have an offer for $50 off. That's a 10% value if you use the code D3GOLFGUYS. There's nothing better than to get ready for the winter season for those of you up north and even those in the south. As we get pulling up doors more, the Rapsodo can be used indoor and outdoor. It works with your iPhone or your iPad and is extremely convenient. So get your Rapsodo today and don't forget, use the code D3GOLFGUYS. Okay. Before we jump into golf week, let's talk about a couple other tournaments that were out there at the same time. On the ladies' side, NYU Fall Invitational was held at Forest Hill Field Club in Bloomfield, New Jersey, where the ladies from Williams College uh, really played some excellent golf. 296-304. They ended up winning by a significantly wide margin over uh, Wellesley. Um, NYU comes in third. Unfortunately, Amherst wasn't at this one, so that's sort of where we're looking at Williams and Amherst. And I know where Golfstat has things. I think Williams is really good. Amherst beat them once. Um, I want to see them against a couple other teams, um, but good play in there. 296-304 and won by 35 shots, so pretty significant. Uh, Williams ladies finished uh, four of them in the top four. Tied for fourth. There was uh, six total um, in, in that there. So Williams captures first, and then three of them tied for fourth there. Um, Caitlin Utraldi from Williams wins. Mimi Chen from NYU and Michelle Zhao from NYU. And then the three other ladies from Williams, Joanna Kim, Malini Rudra, and Tiani Zhuang. Uh, so really good playing there on the ladies' side. On the men's side... Uh, We had also had the Wittenberg Classic held in Springfield Country Club, Springfield, Ohio. Uh, Wittenberg hosted, and they end up winning uh, with uh, really nice rounds, 297 Day 1 and 284 in Round 2. They win by 10 shots over Webster University. Otterbein finishes 3rd, DePaul 4th, Wabash 5th, Ohio Northern 6th, Hanover 7th, Mount St. Joseph 8th. Uh, last year's individual national champion, Will Hawker wins on individually. He shoots a one-over par total, 71-70. Um, two tied at second. Uh, Manuel Loring Campos from DePaul goes 71-71. And Ryan Miller from Wittenberg, uh, he went 75-67 to tie for second. Uh, so really good golf being played there. Matthew Mattioli from Wittenberg finishes fourth. Justin McCoy from Webster finishes fifth. Uh, two other Wittenberg guys finish in 6th and 7th, Evan DeSanto and Austin Greger. Um, so again, really good playing um, out of that tournament. And, and again I, Will Hawker's quality comes to the top. Again, you know, I think he's probably somebody who we have to look at from an individual basis on the national scene. Um, Webster played well as a team, 299-292. So, you know, we've got to keep an eye on them in the Sliac as we get you know further into the spring. But uh, one other tournament. Uh, the Denison also hosted the tournament, the Denison Fall Tournament at Cumberland Trail Golf Com- uh, Golf Club at Petascola, Ohio. Uh, Denison ends up winning. They go three oh three the first day and have a and are five shots back behind Kenyon. They come back with a three oh one st- uh, on the second round. They end up winning by three. Kenyon comes back with three oh nine on the second round, um, and ends up you know finishing second. But a good good performance. So, Denison won, Kenyon 2, John Carroll, uh, who had won the OAC preview, fall preview, uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, they finished 3rd, 3.05 and 3.14. Uh, Rose-Holman Institute finishes 4th, Allegheny 5th, Ohio Wesleyan 6th, and Bluffton 7th. Mark Mitchell from Denison wins individually. He goes 74 day 1, 72 day 2 to shoot 2 over. He wins by 2 over two players from Kenyon, tied Armand Olouette and Ethan Manola from Kenyon, Nick Lust from Kenyon finishes fourth. Eric Lifson from from Kenyon finishes fifth, uh, and then a bunch of people from Dennis. And I, there had to be some uh, individuals in here and some B teams because uh, otherwise the Kenyon should have won. So I'm sure that's there. Just Golfstadt doesn't always hold those in there when you don't uh, put it in a certain way. So, but. Uh, nice win by Denison. So Denison and Wittenberg, again, staring at each other, both winning their hosted events. Um, you know, Wittenberg's had the better of Denison over the last couple of big tournaments, so we'll keep our eye on that. All right, I want to take a quick break to talk about something brand new from our friends at Titleist. And that is some really cr- cool new technology that Titleist has come out with. Titleist now has the Titleist Pro V1 RCT, radar capture technology, designed to work with your Trackman. So for a lot of those northern schools that have just built all those cool new indoor facilities, give our friends at Titleist a call and talk to them about the new Pro V1 RCT. It's designed to capture spin better and better ball for your launch monitor. Really great opportunity to get right onto the front door of the newest technology from Titleist. All right, with that, let's get back to the podcast. All right, now let's jump in and let's really dig in deep to Golf Week. First of all, special thanks and a big shout out to Lance Ringler from Golf Week, who does an absolutely phenomenal job putting on college golf tournaments across all divisions, across the whole country. He's absolutely one of the best people in this country. We love him for what he does. And I know every player and coach had an absolute blast down in the Sandestin Resort. First of all, it just it what a great sight to see the kids on the beach having a good time and kind of relaxing before the tournament. Although it was very funny that it looked like there was a lot of really bad golf sock tans out there. And as somebody who has one of those bad sock tans himself, I really appreciated the level of freedom in which all the college kids said, Yeah, we all have the same look. We're all going to play out in the sand and have a good time anyway. So that was really great. And to see the smiles on everybody's faces and the men's and women's teams... Uh, you know, hanging out and doing things together and uh, parents being able to get out and have some meals. Boy, that was a refreshing sight to see. And I know a lot of the teams really, really enjoy their time there. Uh, Sometimes a little too much. Um, Sometimes we forget that it's a business trip, but there's a few teams we're going to talk about today that definitely did not. All right. So first, the golf week is awesome, right? And they play it on two different courses. The ladies are are on the Baytown Golf Club course while the men are over on the Raven. But first, let's talk about the women's tournament. So we have an outstanding and stellar field where we've got, I, I would argue, probably one of the best fields in the entire country. The only people not here were a couple of the California schools and a couple of the Eastern schools. But, I mean, absolutely stacked fields. All right, so day one comes around, and from everything I heard on the grounds, it was really blowing that day. 30 mile an hour winds, tough conditions. Well, the center ladies go out and shoot a 7 over 295 to take an 11 shot lead over Emory, uh, who shoots 306. Carnegie in third, 310. Barry College in fourth, 312. Methodist, Mary Harden, Baylor, and Suwannee all shoot 314. Right? So, okay, we're, we're we're there. Wash U down at 13. We've got some other schools in there. we we'll kind of talk about where things are at the end. But at the top of the tournament, all right, early on, center is way out in front. So we get to day two, and I'm watching live, and all of a sudden, it gets really tight really fast. Well, it turns out center's number one girl, Riley Suter, who is an absolutely fabulous player, made a 15 on the par 5 on the front. Um, from what I've heard, it was a it, in a whole bunch clump of trees, and I have no idea who, what, when, where, how, or why, but that's really unfortunate. Um, and just to her credit, she fought back and made a, several birdies coming in and actually ended up counting that day. Uh, but the, unfortunately for center, they go 3.06 that day, counting a 15, a 10 over on one hole. If they don't have that 10 over, it it, this is a different tournament altogether. But it gets Emory back into it. Emery shoots 297 and they get within two shots. So center's got a two-shot lead on day two. Carnegie, you know, comes back with 299, much better round. But again, they lost ground on on Emory a little bit. So they're still five back of Emery. Barry comes in with a 303. Good solid round. They're in fourth. Methodist is in you know fifth place they go 3.05. Wash U jumps up from their 3.18 in round one to 3.02. Uh, and, and so we saw this on both the men's and women's side. We'll talk a little about it. But day two the and, and even day three, you saw some of the cream kind of rise to the crop. I think the heavy winds in the first day really got through a couple teams off. And all of a sudden you saw some teams really kind of move up the ladder quickly on day two and day three. Uh, Trinity University from Texas, they come back with a 3.06. And they actually get in front of Mary Harden Baylor by one on day two, wh- who, sh- who came in with a 308. Illinois Wesleyan's Ladies and Rhodes College were both tied for ninth. Christopher Newport 11th, and we kind of get down from there. So all of a sudden, we got a really tight tournament. And again, remember, this tournament's a big tournament because we're this will have Im- national championship implications, right? Like where people finish and when we start talking about Pool B and Pool C, like these things matter. So, you know, right now you've got two shots between first and second, and second has five, you know, six shots over third, and third has six shots over fourth. So, okay, you know, a little bit of distance here, but not enough to really think that this thing's over. So, as we go into the final round, uh, Emery comes out and shoots a two ninety six, which is really good. Center shoots a three hundred, which again is not bad golf, but. And they get they get caught by two shots. So, you know, they, they basically get beat by four shots on the third round. They were two shots ahead. They end up losing by two. They finish second. Carnegie finishes third. Methodist comes out and shows up what we know they can do. The 314 on day one was really uncharacteristic. 305 day two. I, I could, would have expected a little bit better for them to kind of make a charge. Well, they come back with a, an even par 288, and they jump up to fourth. Also jumping up was Wash U, who shoots 297, and Rhodes jumps up three spots to, with a 299 to finish sixth. Barry College finishes seventh. Trinity finishes eighth. Mary Harden Baylor finishes ninth. Illinois Wesleyan, tenth. Christopher Newport at 11th. Southwestern University, 12th. Carthage College, 13th. Suwannee, 14th. University of Lynchburg, 15th. UC Santa Cruz came out from California. They finished 16th. The ladies from Gustavus Adolphus finished 17th. Uh, Wisconsin Whitewater, 18th. Oglethorpe University, 19th. And Huntington College, 20th. Now, I could tell you right now, everybody in this field is a really good team. But there's some interesting things here. We'll be going back and referencing this a lot. And we kind of talk about our end of the fall, sort of where we have things ranked and who we have ahead of where and Sort of a, if the national championship was picked today, who do we think would be in? Uh, so something to look forward to here in a couple weeks when we when we have that podcast. But just an outstanding tournament. Uh, you know, I feel for the center ladies to have a, a freak thing like that happen where you have a player make a 10 over on one hole. Just, that sort of stinks. But on the individual side, uh, Sharon Munn from Emory finishes three over total. She goes 77-69-73, and she wins. She ends up beating Jillian Drinkard by one shot. Jillian was outstanding in the last two days. She shoots 77 in the, in the wind on day one and comes back with a 72 and then a 71 to shoot a four over total. Two ladies tied for third. Sarah Shee from Oglethorpe University uh, mirrored Jillian Drinkard with the exception of she shot 73 in the second round. Um... Uh, she ties with Grace Walker from Center College, and if you remember, Grace is the one who was playing as an individual early, who's now definitely in the lineup. She, they both finish tied for third. Uh, Grace shoots 72-71-78. Annie Mascot from Wash U finishes solo fifth at six over. Kiona Hishu from Trinity University ties for six with Ellen Dong from Emory University. Riley Suter, who we talked about earlier, finishes solo eighth at eight over. So if she saves the nine shots and makes bogey there, um, she wins the tournament probably by three shots. So, uh, you know, Riley's playing some of the best golf in the country right now. I feel really bad for her for a one hole, but she'll bounce back. That's she's a tough player. Um, and then three tied from uh, at ninth, Shriya Muparaju from Carnegie Mellon, Ingrid Steingrinson, and Margaret Butts, uh, all finished tied for ninth. Uh, so, a- excellent golf being played by all the ladies out there. It was really impressive to see. Um, you know, the scores were up day one, but boy, they came right back down day two, where you're getting some under par rounds out there and really, really you know, good golf being played. So, Congratulations to all the ladies out there. I thought it was a great tournament, and I saw a lot of great pictures, and uh, we, we were tagging a lot, a bunch of stuff on Instagram and on Twitter, so it looked like everybody had a good time on the ladies' side. Now, with that said, let's go over to the men's side, and let's talk a little bit about the utter domination that happened at the top of this tournament. And that was done by the Emory Eagles. Holy cow, did Emory make a statement in this tournament. So day one comes out big wind, uh, you know, just a tough day. Emery decides, well, we're not going to be worried about that. They come out and shoot two eighty seven, three over par, and they have a three shot lead over Hampton Sydney, who shoots a really nice two ninety. Methodist shoots two ninety two, about where we would expect um, on a tough day. Christopher Newport uh, ends up shooting 295 along with Oglethorpe University. so a nice bounce back that first day coming off of the the Carnegie Mellon event for Oglethorpe. Uh, Lynchburg and Rhodes and Gustavus are tied for sixth. Piedmont ninth. Now listen here's where some of these things get a little weird. Huntingdon is in 10th. they shoot 298. it's not a bad score, but you know Huntingdon we expect to kind of be at the top of the, of the list. Averett, 11th, St. John's Minnesota who just won their conference. Uh, with Gustavus as a 12th. Guilford College tied for 13th. Eau Claire tied for 13th. Berry College, 15th. 16th Southwestern University. 17th LaGrange College. Now, here comes some interesting positions. Illinois Wesleyan in 18th place with a 305. Really uncharacteristic, right? Birmingham Southern, 19th. Sewanee, which was another big surprise, at 20. Carnegie Mellon at 21. I couldn't believe that when I saw that. Now, as we go to the tournament, you're going to watch what happens here. But Carthage, 22nd Trinity University coming over coming over from San Antonio, 23rd. Um, that was a big surprise to me. I, I, you know, Trinity needed to have a good a showing here from a Pool B perspective. Uh, we'll talk more about that here towards the end. And Rensselaer Polytech was in last place after the first round. So first round scores are up. Well, okay, so. What happens day two? Well, suddenly you start to see some movement on day two. But first we have to talk about the utter light light show that both Emory and Methodist put on on day two. They both go out and shoot 277, right? So that's just seven under par, getting it done. I mean, just shot for shot, really impressive golf, right? So you've got Emory one, and they've got a five-shot lead on Methodist, right? Like, okay, nothing that's not... Gettable. Methodist has gotten more people on five shots than than most. Hampton Sydney, right there, two, 289, fine. They're, but they're 10 back of Methodist. So Emory and Methodist have kind of separated themselves out. But then the golf the rest of the golf term is really good. Uh, Christopher Newport, Lynchburg, and Oglethorpe all tied at at fourth, at, at right, right there, you know, 286, 285, 286 for them all respectfully. Gustavus is in seventh. Piedmont in eighth. Okay, Huntington's moved up a little bit. They shoot 291. Ah, here's the cream rising to the top. Illinois Wesleyan jumps from 18th to 10th with a 285, one over par. Okay, that's what we expected. Rhodes at 11th, Guilford, Averett, St. John's. Carnegie comes back with a 292. Okay, they move up from 21st to 15th. So you can see some of the, the better programs started to move up. Guys, you know, teams who we thought would be at the top, but... I mean, seriously, they put themselves way behind on the first day, and there's just a lot of other schools who are going to shoot pretty good scores. So it's kind of interesting to watch where how things finish here. Uh, you know, how many places can you jump? How many strokes are there? How many teams are there? You know, we talk about that on the PGA Tour a lot. It's it's Sometimes it's more about how many guys are in front of you. You might only be four shots back, but if there's 20 guys in front of you, well, one of those guys is liable to play well, as opposed to you might be five shots back, but only three guys are in front of you. Well, you got a better chance of getting three guys than you do of 20. All right, so we go into day three, and goodness gracious, I mean, Emery just steps on the gas and goes. They fire a third round 276, eight under par to absolutely separate themselves completely. They win by 13 shots over Methodist, who played fantastic. They come out and shoot 284, even par, on the third round. There was only one other team that was under par in the day. So they were the third best team score out there, and just Emory just looked great. So you've got Emory finishing first, Methodist second, Hampton, Sydney third. Piedmont moves all the way up four spots to fourth with a really nice 290. Oglethorpe uh, actually comes down, but they were that group tied for fourth, but they finished fifth, 293, which is a great result based on where they were at the Carnegie tournament last week, and, you know, as you kind of go, all right, sometimes with teams, you have that one-off week, and and you get a bounce, so a nice position there by Oglethorpe. Christopher Newport, paying attention here, like, they played well enough, 294, they finished tied for sixth with Huntington, who moved up three spots again, so... You know, Huntington, you know, if if you're in their van, it's just one of those things like 298 that first day really hurt. And they just got so far behind that they just couldn't catch up because they played as good as a lot of the other teams in the top five. Um, They finished tied for six, which is not a bad finish for them. They've had a great fall already. Uh, Another really interesting finish, Gustavus finishes eighth. And that's where we talked about, hey, Gustavus was going to have a really important tournament here at Golf League because they're playing a bunch of the schools from the south. And they're going to be in Pool C. Because St. John's, Minnesota won the conference. So a really, really good performance out of Gustavus to finish eighth at this tournament. And look, sometimes finishing eighth at a tournament is not good. In this tournament, when you have 24 of the best teams in the country, it's fantastic. So, you know, the Gusties really stepped up. I'm really happy to see them, uh, you know, step up and play well. University of Lynchburg comes in ninth, which is another, another big win. Uh, for them, I, I thought they performed great. They had a 300-day the last day. You know, that, that hurt them. They dropped down five spots. But still, I think, a, all in all, a really good tournament for Lynchburg. Carnegie Mellon moves up. And, and, and we'll talk more about why they moved up. But they move up five spots to finish 10th. So, you know, limited the damage somewhat. The you know, problem is, is being in Pool B, Christopher Newport's in Pool B, and Emery's in Pool B. But, uh, you know, Carnegie is really good. They're going to be there. But they did enough to probably salvage this tournament. Had they stayed down in the 20s, this would have been a disaster uh, day for them. Illinois Wesleyan uh, also right there tied for 11th with Averett, who moved up two spots. Uh, Really nice performance by Averett. They go 292. And again, when we talk about individuals, you see a little bit more there. Uh, Guilford College, 13th. Rhodes College, 14th. St. John's, Minnesota, 15th. Suwanee played a little better the last day. Shoots three hundred. They move up three spots to sixteenth. Southwestern University tied with Lagrange College at seventeenth. Um, nice performance by Lagrange. I think they they've been kind of growing throughout the year. I, I know they wanted to play better than seventeenth, but I, you know I th- new coach new, kind of turning over the program. I, I watch out for them. They're they're on the move up, and you know they're not quite ready to challenge in the USA South yet. But um, keep your eye on Lagrange. I think. Uh, Berry College, better day, 297 the last day. A little bit more up to what we would expect from them. Uh, they finished 19th. Rensselaer Polytechnic tied for 20th with Eau Claire. Birmingham, Southern 22nd. Carthage, 23rd. And Trinity University, 24th. So Trinity finishes last, and and that's really the killer. They, they shoot 323 the last day, um, which was just, you know, I, I don't know. I they had a bunch of blue and black numbers on the cards. Um, it was unfortunate, but... I mean, Trinity there, from a Pool B perspective, because I don't believe they have an AQ now. That could change. We'll, we'll find more out about that as we get. But if they're really in Pool B, they B, I hope they're playing in a couple more tournaments with like this with everybody else, because otherwise they got beat by everybody that's in Pool B. And unfortunately, they got beat by everybody that's in Pool C that's not in not from Texas either. So that, that one could hurt. That one could come back to hurt them. I don't know if they're going to be at Jekyll or any of those other kind of tournaments. But um, hopefully Trinity's got a couple more tournaments where they get to see some of these other teams from the other regions because they're going to need some wins because they are now behind the eight ball. All right, let's talk a little bit about the individual tournament, which was really good. I I mean, just outstanding golf. Um, So Caleb Kimbrough from Averett ends up winning. He goes out the first day and shoots 67 and all that wind, which is really, really good golf. Uh, low round of the day, just awesome. He, he comes back in round two with a 72. But he had a pretty big lead, and nobody that was close to him you know, really took up much of that slack. And the last day, he shoots a 5-under 66 to win by one shot over two players. Our guy Will Knoth from Carnegie Mellon, Shoots a seven under total. He was six under on the last day. He shoots 76, 65, 65. Back-to-back 65s for Will Knoth and Carnegie. That that's why Carnegie moved up the, the up the chart there towards the last two days. You got a guy shooting 65 out there. That solves a lot of ills. Then you can see here why why Emory won. Is Jackson Klitsnick from Emory he finished his tied second seven under. He went four under on the last day. He actually shot a 64, tied for the low round of the day on round two. Uh, man, just lots of birdies happening. Uh, so you had Caleb Kimbrough at 8-under, Wilnoff and Jackson Klutznick at 7. Logan Ryan from Emory at 3-under, along with Henry Angrier from Methodist. And then sixth place, Tony Lee from Emory, 2-under. So, all right, I got three guys from Emory, 7-under, 3-under, 2-under. Holy cow. I mean... And by the way, their senior Max Schwartz shot a three over, so three over for the tournament. So I mean, just what a week for Emory, and to have both the women and the men. I think I tweeted that out. Just what a great double uh, performed by them. But uh, kind of cleaning up some more of the individuals. Uh, Eddie Coffrin, the fifth, uh, either that or Eddie Coffrin V, but I'm going to guess that means the fifth uh, from Lynchburg with one under total. Josh Hebrink from Piedmont, uh, even par, really nice. Good to see Piedmont kind of come back, and, and you know, they were had such a great you know spring season last year and winning the USA South, and it, we know they lost Ben Ballen, but um, you know, keep your eye on Piedmont. They look like they kind of bounced back a little bit, found a little bit of that swagger that they had last year. So it'll be interesting to kind of watch them as we get into the spring if they kind of to put something together here. Uh, Cooper Raybreck from Methodist, uh, after he won up in Carnegie. Um, Really nice performance, even par total. Uh, Had a 66 on day two, just rock solid. Uh, Christian Rodriguez from Southwestern also finishes tied for eighth. Uh, Owen Burt from Huntington uh, was tied for 11th with Wyatt Wasco from Gustavus Adolphus, uh, Hunter Martin from Hampton Sydney College, Joey Harrigan from Rensselaer Polytechnic, and Andrew Watson from Lynchburg. Um, So outstanding golf being played by the men at the Raven Club. Which is just you know such a cool event, but boy, I tell you that this this tournament just keeps seeming getting better and better, and the golf keeps getting better and better. I mean, we're talking about sixty fours and sixty fives, and and that's not an easy golf course. I've I've been to that golf course; that is not an easy golf course. And you know, as you saw, the wind is up; it, it's tough. There's there's a lot of higher scores on day one, but who man, sixty fours and sixty fives. It's nice to see uh, those kinds of scores in the Division Three level. So. Uh, You know, when we kind of go back to it, we're going to come back to this tournament here in a few weeks when we kind of talk about sort of uh, if Nationals was right now here as we end the fall, you know, what does that look like? Uh, We'll lean on this one a lot as well as the NCAA preview uh, as we kind of look at the pluses and minuses and where things stand. All right. Uh, Kind of also some housekeeping, you know, as we get into the... uh, the late fall and into the break time here. We're going to be really kind of switching up some of our content. We'll probably have one more week of results pods, but then we're going to have some more interviews. We're going to be doing some coaches. We really want to hear from some players. So we'll be reaching out to some of the players. Um, want we'll to have you guys come on the pod and, and check that out. The other thing I would tell you is we're also going to really be kind of working on some of our merch and some of the other kinds of things that we can do. I'm really excited to announce tonight that we have now in our possession a D3 Golf Guys golf towel. Um, We'll display that out here on the Gram and Twitter uh, in the next week so that you guys can start checking that out and and signing up to get one delivered to you. Uh, So really excited about that. So uh, stay close on Instagram and Twitter and uh, really excited to kind of keep bringing you guys some content. It's going to be really fun over the break. Um, We're also going to try to get out a little bit to a few of the places around and Check out some of those indoor facilities and and meet a few of the players as well. So with that, we'll say hit them straight. Cheers.